Everyone, we're back for season number five of Rice Dynasty. I just realized that I'm wearing a hat that says fifth season. I thought you were um, wearing that for the fifth season of the Rice Dynasty podcast. Yeah, we got to get these hats made. Oh, the Overwatch League has made their fifth season hat, the league I work for. Um, I don't know why we don't have Rice Dynasty fifth season hats. I mean, clearly we need them. We absolutely need them. This is this is a big season. Five years we've made it in this league. Um, we've lost some people along the way. They're they're lost, not forgotten, but definitely lost. Uh, but we've retained a lot of members. If you think about it, we still have what do we have? Seven of the original ten. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. And I think we're like honing in on on the exact ten here. Um, I think Nick's really getting into it. Uh, Jack, he's he's got a team name now. He he changed his profile picture. That was big. I, I like the team name. Shows commitment. Yeah, he's been chatting some more. Like I, I'm all for it. Um, it, it seems like we we're gonna have a pretty active league again this year. And this this is a big season, Mike, because after this year, um, a league reset, it, it's on the horizon. Because um, after this year, anyone wins their second championship, it's just over. You kiss your team goodbye. So that's after this year. So if somebody wins a yeah. second championship this year, it doesn't count. No, it does okay. not count. Wow. So, so if you think about it, we've had four different champions in four years, mm-hmm. which means you get past next year. Tom's right. There is a 50% chance, just statistically, that we'll get a league reset, and I will put it even higher than that. So we really might only have two more years of this league, which is crazy to think about. Oh, yeah. Um and big changes. We could add teams. We could do so much shit after a league reset, you know? So who knows? But we're not here to talk about potential league reset. We're here to talk about the here and now. This is a dynasty yeah. league. We only think about this season. <laughs> of course. So we're going to talk about the draft that we had. There was a lot of movement in this draft. A lot of people were against movement in this draft. Uh, particularly in the third round. Nobody wanted to give up their third round picks this year. I feel like last year we were just handing those things out. It was like, oh, five waiver dollars? Here you go. Here's my pick. But this year people were like, no, I I like these players. I I don't want to trade any of them. Who are you trading for? Why are you trying to trade up in the third round? So it was uh, very interesting. But here we are. uh, We've finished it out. And honestly, I think we had some – Really, uh, a really nice job done by a lot of different teams. Um, how do you want to get this started, John? Uh, let's just go. I mean, we usually just give some draft grades out. If we want to just like go um, from left to right on this draft board on uh, of who had like first pick through tenth, I guess. Um, even if it doesn't like, we can start with Nick, even though he didn't actually have the first pick. Yeah, I'll go with Nick. Um, I'm going to give him. I'm going to give Nick an A-. I I loved the value that he got with his picks. Um, He gave up the first pick. He wanted to get deep at a different position, so he went with Jameson Williams and got Garrett Wilson with the seventh pick, which is incredible value. Uh, Got Alexander Pierce in the second round. 
and then he got Desmond Ritter with like his uh, fourth round pick. But I really liked what he got out of this draft. Um, Jamison Williams has the potential to be the best wide receiver in this draft. Uh, Garrett Wilson is extremely talented, just happens to play for the Jets, and that's why he fell so far. Um, and uh, Alexander Pierce might be a go-to guy in Indianapolis. So I, I have nothing to nothing to criticize here, uh, except that he didn't take David Bell, who is a Purdue Boilermaker alum, in the second round when he had the chance to, which I was just embarrassed for him that he didn't do. Uh, that is absolutely embarrassing, you know. Um, yeah, this was, it was nice to see uh, Nick have draft picks because last year was – I think that was his first rookie draft, maybe. Yeah. Um, so this is the first one where he has draft picks. Um, and I thought he did. I'll, I'll give him an A- minus as well. Um, Jameson Williams. Maybe I should just change it to an A+, because Jameson Williams is going to be the GOAT. So um, hmm. when the Lions win the Super Bowl, he will win MVP. It'll be amazing. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I'm mostly in agreement in agreement with you, Michael. Um, if we want to move on to Thomas Myring. <clears throat> Tom Myring um, had the first two picks in the draft, uh, did what I think you should do in this league that is so running back. Uh, it's so important to have good running backs, especially in a 10-man league. Um, so uh, I'll give him – I'm going to give him a B plus. Uh, he kind of just did – he followed the grain with the first two picks. I didn't like the Rashad White pick. I know he's got all these metrics that say Rashad White is going to be this great player. Um, I just don't see the value in taking him over a Christian Watson, over a Sky Moore, over a lot of these guys. Um, I just, I, I didn't even, I thought there were better running backs on the board. I thought you could have taken a, an Isaiah Spiller or a Brian Robinson there. And he took our Rashad White. Uh, I just, I don't see it as being that much of an impact pick for him. Um, maybe I'm wrong. That that pick just confused me. Yeah, geez, he's he's picking someone who's competing with Keyshawn Vaughn, the goat. Right. I mean, I mean, come on. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll give him. A, I'll give him a B. Um, I mean, he just took. I, you know, it was it was a low effort draft for Tom this year. Uh, he was in a McDonald's drive-through when he did it. It was that low effort for him. Uh, he's got the first two picks. But the first two picks, pretty obvious in my opinion. Um, obviously, some people would argue you, you take one of those receivers maybe over over Kenny Walker, but our league's probably a bit biased. We like Kenny Walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I agree with you, Michael. I, I think he – Brian Robinson went pretty late, uh, obviously. Tragedy, what happened to him now. But, uh, yeah, looking back at this, I think Brian Robinson could have gone earlier. And, yeah, Rashad White. He could have got a more talented player, I agree. But um, we're not talking enough about Tyquan Thornton, who's going to be um, Tom Starr, obviously. Didn't so. he already drop him? Maybe. <laughs> is, he, is he rostered? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I, 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 he might be. Um, but Okay, I apologize about the Tyquan Thornton. That was yeah, actually a pretty solid pick. I liked that. Um, okay, I'm going to go to Alex next. Uh I'm going to give him an A-. minus. I like what he did. Uh, he you know, he took Drake London, which he should take. Uh, took Chris Olave. Uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. You can, t- you can flip a coin with that one. Um, grabbed Christian Watson when the value was there. 
Um, I like the guy, the running back, Al, Al Gear, that he took um, in late mid-second round because, you know what, he, he might be a starter at running back for a bad team, but still a starting running back. You never know what might happen. Um, got David Bell, who I really like, and Isaiah Spiller. He had a lot of picks. Didn't screw it up. Didn't take anybody out, like, outlandish. So uh, overall, I liked what Alex did in this draft. Yeah, I'll give him an A. I, I really like this draft for Alex. Um, and I think most of the A comes from getting all these picks because I think he made some really good trades uh, to get these picks, honestly. And uh, it's just up to whether or not this draft class is really good or not. Um, and Alex managing that, I guess, if – um, if they're not as good, maybe trading trading some hype names away, something like that. But I, I'm hyped to see how these players do. He's got, I think he's got some nice depth at wide receiver now um, as well, which is cool to see. So I'll yeah. give Alex an A. He's just finishing the rebuild right in time for us to reset the league. Like Alex yeah. probably won't be great this year, but if he gets to next year and he's got a high pick, he might get a running back. And you know, with the wide receivers he's got, he could trade away for another running back and it's going to be just in time for the league to reset unfortunately um maybe not maybe not because i still haven't won one you still chris still hasn't won one so there are good teams quinn hasn't won one um jack hasn't won one correct so yep yeah though there's there are a lot of good teams in this league that haven't won a championship so there's still a chance that this thing gets pushed out another few years um, so maybe maybe Alex could be the one to reset the league. That'd be sick. Wow. That should be the title of this episode. Um, yeah, it will be. Alex resets the league. <laughs> um, Charlie Sears, I'm going to give him... Um, he's not going to like this. I'm going to give him like a C-. minus. Trey McBride in the second round is abysmal pick. I'm sorry. It's just there was so much value on the board. Sky, Sky Moore, um, Alex Pierce, uh, David Bell, Brian Robinson, so many more positions of need. Uh, he got Zamir White, which was not a bad pick. I didn't hate that. Um, but Jalen Tol- Tolbert, not a bad pick either. But um, I, I just hated the Trey McBride pick so much that I'm going to give him that grade. Yeah, I, you can't – I. <laughs> You just have to agree. Like, I, I feel like he could have taken him with his next pick if he really – I understand his tight end situation sucks and he really does need a tight end. But, um, yeah, you, you could have you, – you probably could have uh, waited. You could have got him also, anywhere. Yeah, you, you, you definitely could have waited a little bit because um, the next tight end – the next and only tight end was taken in the fourth round by Chris Brentopoulos. And so, he got cut. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone really need a tight end besides Charlie, who doesn't even really like need it too bad, I guess. Um, he sells like Tanyan, uh, which isn't bad. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Just a just a little bit of a surprising pick from Charlie there uh, when obviously you could have gotten Sky Moore next. Who, yeah, much, much rather would have Sky Moore in the roster for sure. Agreed. Um, next guy up. Chris Brenton, and then we'll uh, we'll flip flop, and I'll let you take the last five, because um, I did the first five. Uh, I'm gonna give him a B plus. He didn't have many picks. I liked what he did with his picks, uh, even though he was terrified 
terrified to uh, move back in the third round because he was scared that I was I was trying to get some great value, which I did. Um, but he wanted he called I called him and I was trying to get the Brian Robinson pick to take Romeo Dobbs. And he's like, well, who do you want with the pick? I'm like, why would I tell you that? You, you're not going to trade it to me. He's like, well, just tell me who you want. I'm like, no, I'm, why would I do that? And he's like, it's Brian Robinson. And then he hangs up the phone and takes him. And I'm like, <laughs> and then he gets up to his next pick at five. And I called him again. And he's like, it wasn't Brian Robinson. I was like, no, it wasn't. Would you want to trade me this pick? And he's like, oh, my gosh. It's Wandale Robinson. He hangs up again, <laughs> and then he takes it. And it what wasn't Wandale Robinson. What a strategy by Chris. It was I incredible. Like it. I think he kind of psyched himself out on that, but that's okay. It was funny. Um, I offered him extra picks. I offered him future picks. I offered him a couple players. Didn't matter. He wa- he did not want to concede to a trade with me. That would be ridiculous. So uh, B plus, I actually liked the guys he got um, in Wandale and Brian Robinson. Um, even though Brian Robinson is out for her for maybe ever, unfortunately, um, I heard they're, they're going to trade him. Oh, wow. They're trading Brian Robinson. Yes. Yeah. They're going to trade him. He wants to go that to a safer sense. city. Understandable. Uh, you don't want to, I am joking. I, it is terrible what happened to him though. That, that is, uh, that is an absolutely awful situation. Uh, like Tom said, I, I never thought our rivalry would expand that far. <laughs> yeah, geez, Michael. I didn't know, <laughs> didn't know you had to go shoot this guy, huh? Yeah. Are you ready? You know, I got friends in low places. That's what the song says, right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Why don't you take over? You can talk about your draft a little bit. Yeah, I didn't rate Chris, but I don't really care. I'll give him a B and, yeah, whatever. Um, me and Chris had similar drafts in that, like, I don't think they matter that much. Um, I will give myself like a FC. Like I barely researched this. I just went in and I, I don't even know this guy to be honest. Khalil Shakir. Uh, just saw he was on the Bills and he's been having a pretty good preseason. So I took him. Um, barely was paying attention. It was just in Europe. So I, I, um, I thought that football was soccer. For a very long time, and then I came oh, back. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it was a hard adjustment. Um, you were looking on the board. You were like, "Where's Messi?" Yeah, I was like, "Where's Messi? Where are all these? Where are all the all soccer the football players?" players. Yeah, I was looking for even like um, Roy Kent. I yeah, Roy Kent. I was looking for some kickers because at least they kick the ball. But apparently, our league doesn't have kickers even. So I was just so confused. Yeah, it's tough, man. You're gonna have to reacclimate yourself now that you're back on this side of the pond. You know what? I'll bump it up to a C plus because I took uh, Naylor. Who's you did take Naylor? <laughs> Naylor, I hardly know her. Yeah, great, great player. Not on your team anymore, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, nice, nice pick there. I liked that. I liked that. Um, I, I, there's not much to say about Quinn here. Um, I don't mind who he took. Um, actually, I liked both of the guys that he took because they've both gotten. Uh, pretty good hype coming out of camp so uh, you know what screw it quinn gets an a plus <laughs> wow quinn you did it he was he was in class while <laughs> the computer pick for him uh, i'm aware <laughs> a wow, plus quinn. for quinn best yeah. drafter in the league man quinn is he's good this guy's really, really good. good yeah quinn is really good um 
Okay, I'll let you go and talk about mine a little bit. You, I want you to tell me what you thought. Um, I think I think you had a pretty good draft here, Michael. I'll give it a, a nice little A minus. Um, Burks, I think he's going to be uh, pretty damn good, as well as Pickens. I I took Pickens in a draft as well, so I have to root for him now and say that he's good. Um, and then Dubes is a I think he's a nice hidden gem there. I didn't do my research. I'm upset that I didn't pick him because it looks like Rodgers really likes him and a lot of people really like this guy in the Packers org. So, uh, looks like looks like we all missed this guy. Everyone who picked in the third round besides Michael. I was excited about this one. Um, I was between Burks and Jamison Williams. Uh, I've gone back and forth on it. I think only time's going to tell if I made the right pick there. Um, and then I liked Pickens. Uh, just he's had a lot of hype out of preseason. He's done well. You can see that Kenny Pickett clearly likes him. So even though that Steelers wide receiver room is really crowded and there's not a clear quarterback answer right now, um, I still just like the talent here. Uh, so I went with that. And then I really like Romeo Dobbs. I, I think he's going to surprise some people. I'm taking him in every redraft league that I'm in. And um, I feel a little upset that I gave this one away before John and I have another dynasty draft tomorrow. So I'm a little scared that he's going to get taken earlier than me in that one, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, I, I was happy with mine. Um, I have no complaints about it. I, it kind of went exactly how I planned it out. So that was good. Um, yeah, I, I totally could. I think like the only pick I have ahead of you though is, is the number one overall. So is that where I take him? Yeah, you're going to take <laughs> Romeo Dobbs, number one overall. Wow. You should have yeah. taken him in this league. I, I might I might have uh, I might steal him right under right under your nose. That would be crazy. Oh, um, wait, who's next? Jack. Jack Reith, who um, this is his first draft a part of our league. So, uh, welcome. I think uh, I think you did pretty well, Jack. Um, I think it clearly well researched. Um James Cook, I'm hyped about because I own one of the Cooks. And trust me, they're great. All right? The Cooks are great. Um, And then Sky Moore, I think, is great at that pick. No doubt. Um, That's a great place to get Sky Moore. Reminds me of my Bateman pick around the same area last year. Uh, And then Pacheco uh, is getting a lot of hype as well. So I think Pacheco's a good pick. Um, Yeah, overall, Jack, uh, I didn't give you a grade. A minus. Good job. I'd agree. I'd hit it right on that nail. Um, James Cook, Damian Pierce, right now they're kind of going in similar spots. Cook is on a better offense, has higher upside, um, but he's also in more of a committee than Pierce is going to be in. Um, At that pick, because Jack has Devin Singletary, I think that pick made a lot of sense. Uh, Because now if one of those guys emerges out of the Buffalo backfield, he's got the lead running back on a great team. So really smart. Um, I was going to kind of like hate on that pick a little bit. And then I thought about it more and I was like, nah, that's exactly where he had to go there. Um, Pacheco maybe a little bit of a reach cause he was a seventh round running back. Um, but at the same time, as much as I hate to say this, like Clyde Edwards Alaire has not performed at an elite level. He's been fine. He's been very average, if not a little bit below average. So it's a make or break year for him. Um, Pacheco could come in and challenge a little bit and Clyde's shown that he hasn't been able to stay super healthy. 
If that happens, Pacheco's going to get a chance, and that's a great offense. They lost uh, Tyreek Hill, and that leads right into Sky Moore, which I, I think that was a really nice value. Like you said, there was nobody better on the board at that point. I couldn't believe he was still there. So um, great pick by Jack there. Uh, Kansas City does not have a clear wide receiver one. Sky Moore could be that by midseason. And I'm not saying he's going to be Tyreek Hill, but like that could be solid production um, out of an already scary team. I can't believe Kenny Pickett fell that far, too, because he was still a first-round quarterback. I mean, we didn't learn our lesson with uh, Justin Herbert. Like, everybody in this league hated Justin Herbert coming out, and a lot of an analysts, quote-unquote, hate Kenny Pickett coming out. But still a first-round quarterback. He's going to get a chance. He might be good. So um, really like what he did. Uh, so, yeah, uh, couldn't uh, couldn't have gone much better for Jack, honestly. A-plus. Yeah, and uh, even though Jack has two really good fancy quarterbacks already, like that's great. Tra- like he can either trade one of them or trade Kenny Pickett if Kenny Pickett starts popping off and get get some more uh, depth. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, if, I, if I'm Jack, I'm fine taking that despite having Rodgers and Prescott already. Definitely. Um, and then last up is Anthony, the defending champion. He had uh, back-to-back picks at uh, 10 and 11. Um, he took Pierce, uh, who, I, yeah, Mar- with Marlon Mack gone, is just looking like a great pick right now. Um, of course, Texans, not not the best team, uh, but definitely nice to have an RB1. No doubt about that. Um, and then uh, Dotson, right after him. I don't know much about Dotson, but I'm assuming he's good. He's um, kind of similar to like when Kadarius Tony got taken on the Giants, like pretty high, but you know the team's so bad, so he kind of fell. But now you see his value coming back up. Uh, that's kind of going to be Jahan Dotson's situation. It's not a great team, but uh, high draft capital, very talented player coming out of Penn State, big guy. Um, so I, I like that pick. If you weren't if you weren't sold on Christian Watson or Sky Moore, that's the next best player on the board. So I, I liked it. Nice. Um, yeah, I'd say overall pretty pretty good draft for Anthony. I'll give him a nice A-. minus. Cool. All right. Those are our draft grades. Uh, honestly, most people in the league did a very nice job with the draft. I like that. I like when people do a good job in the draft. That means people care. So, to me, that's exciting. Um, but yeah. now we get to the part that I don't think I'm going to like as much. Uh, we're going to go into the first power rankings of the year. And to be honest, John, I think things have, the landscape has kind of changed. Um, I think the power ranks from last year are not going to be nearly as relevant as this year. Uh, you might be surprised as who I have out of the playoff picture, because now we actually have a playoff picture and a playoff competition, which I think is very exciting. Yeah, God, I have no clue what's going to happen this year. And I'm excited for that. Um, I think there are a bunch of teams who I think it was last year we had a pretty clear top six. Um, I think I think this year is different. That's my that's my one prediction going into these power rankings is I will say I think this year is different. I think uh, I think we got a seven or an eight in here that are they're going to start competing for that for that playoff spot. So that's yeah. my prediction. The, the way I look at this is we have. I think we have seven teams that really have a chance to make the playoffs and do something. Um, I'm still going to leave Alex out of the picture and Charlie and uh, Nick 
but you know I could be wrong I could be totally wrong there but I think between um, the other teams that we had in the playoffs last year it's going to be much more competitive for that final spot and that's going to make more um, just the league more fun in general because I really do feel like now um, outside of a few weeks anybody could lose to anybody which uh, we haven't had that in a few years in this league so I'm excited about that yeah, literally like looking at my schedule and I was like, well, is there, <laughs> there's not much of a break here. Uh-uh. Everyone's good. Man. Yeah. Um, all right. Shall we start? Let's get in. Let's, let's, get let's in. do it. Yeah. Who, who's your 10, John? Who would you put 10th in this power rank? Oh, all right. It's number 10 and nine are tough for me. Um, or I guess, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I would put, put Nick for now. Um, I think he's got some uh, pieces that might be good uh, going forward and later in the year. Uh, but week one, yeah, I think this is the worst team um, with the worst starting lineup as of now. So I'll put I'll put Nick here for now. Um, and I, I, but I wouldn't be surprised if you have people like Etn takes him a bit to warm up, uh, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, overall, I think this is just number 10 for now. I'm going to agree with you. Um, he's got a couple guys that can play. He's got some starters. Gabe Davis might have a nice year. Um, got young players. Bobby Trees could have a bounce back. In general, though, this team is not strong enough to really feel the lineup. At least he has two running backs that will, will actually play, um, which is good. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a great year. But right now, just to start, um, he's got to show me that he's got enough people to fill in a starting lineup and score some points. So I'll have him at 10 right now. Um, and then following him, I, I have Alex at 9. Uh, I like what Alex has done. He's really built this young lineup um, in general outside of Leonard Fournette. Uh, but he's filled every starter spot with a reasonable play, which I think this is the first year he's done that in probably three years. So I got to give Alex credit for that. He um, he has like actual starters at every position that are respectable, um, including Ramadre Stevenson. I think that is a respectable starting pick. Um, and if Drake London turns into a guy, Chris Olave turns into a guy, and even if Christian Watson or David Bell, one of these rookies, turns into something. Alex could surprise a few people and knock some people off this year. I like this team. Yeah, it's looking good. But I'm going to talk about Charlie's team first. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I, this is, I think this is just going to – it's going to continue to go down here for Charlie, in my opinion. Um, I think he's still got some names here, obviously, that are super respectable. Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf. Uh, David Montgomery had a great year last year's quarterback situation. Was, um, uh, looking pretty solid now that he got Lamar Jackson um, in that start in that starting QB position. Uh, but there's something. I mean, DK Metcalf's good, but he's got a pretty awful quarterback now. Um, that's not good. Uh, Damian Harris. You just mentioned Ramadre Stevenson. I'm more of a fan of Stevenson this year than Harris for sure. Um, tight end situation not looking great with I think Tony's just banged up, banged up right now so Njoku's starting right now and um, Carter he might be good uh, out of the gates but I yeah I think Brees Hall is going to quickly take over as the season goes on so I'm going to put Charlie here for now I'm not as excited about his team this year so keeping the expectations low 
I think that's totally fair. I think from a total season standpoint, Alex's team does have more upside uh, from a week one standpoint. I'm going to give the slight edge to Charlie. I, I do not like the uh, Cleveland stack, though, of Amari Cooper <laughs> and David Njoku, especially because yeah. it looks like Jacoby Brissett is going to be starting there. That's not a whole lot of yards to go around, given they play Carolina, though. So maybe that'll help. Um Another reason I gave Charlie the edge early uh, and put him at eight is I think Michael Carter will get more work early on with New York. Just um, I, I think he'll be the lead back to start the season, and then you'll slowly see Brees Hall take over, similar to kind of how Jonathan Taylor did with uh, Marlon Mack. I know Marlon Mack did kind of tear his uh, – Terry's Achilles, which accelerated that process. But even Jonathan Taylor was not ready. And I think Brees Hall is going to be kind of in that standpoint in that um, he's just not quite ready for that. So early on, I'll give the edge to Charlie. I I totally acknowledge a lot of your points. I think it's very close. Um, Agreed. God, do they play early on? That would be an epic matchup. It would be an epic matchup. I hope so. Um, It doesn't, doesn't look like it. No. Now it gets hard, John. Mm. I don't uh, like it. Who are you going with next? Well, like you can it. talk about Alex for a minute if you want. Oh, yeah, true. I have Alex. Um, <laughs> which means you have to pick the hard one first. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alex uh, is my number eight. Um, and, yeah, I, I really like his team, and I, I think he's going to be sneaky good this year. I think he was sneaky good last year uh, at points. Uh, I think he'll just continue to do that this year and maybe even to more extent if these rookies really like land, uh, especially like Drake London or Alave or, you know, any of these big, big rookies land at any point. If he gets two of them to like be startable this year, that'd be nuts. Um, On this team, that's probably startable, Uh, like startable on uh, my team or like your team or like any of the top teams. uh, That'd be nuts. So, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Alex's team can do. I really I really hope that he's competing before the uh, reset happens. I I, I agree. It would be great to have him back in a competitive position. Um, gosh, you're gonna make me pick seven, aren't you? Yeah, because that's we gotta go in the order. Sorry. Oh my god. For week this one, is... and I don't think this is gonna be the case the entire season. For week one, I'm going to say Tom is seven. Uh, Tom has a lot of young players that he's counting on. Jerry Judy, Brees Hall, uh, Cam Akers off an Achilles, who I still am not sure he's going to be great or going to be the guy. I think you're going to see more of a committee situation in Los Angeles just because I I don't think he's the player he used to be. I could be wrong. He's had the whole whole, um, camp to recover, the whole of summer. I am a believer that Michael Thomas is going to be back and good this year. I just took him in a different league. I don't Ooh. think he's going to be that guy week one. So for week one, um, and I think, you know, he's got K9 waiting in the wings. He's got Rashad Penny there in case K9 starts slow. He's got Kareem Hunt waiting in the wings. Like, he's got dudes. I think Javante is going to be great this year. I think, like, these guys are going to step up. I think Hawkinson's going to have a great year. Uh, Jamar Chase is obviously going to be a stud. Like This team is really good. This team could win a championship. For week one, I'm going to put him at seven. Um, all right, to differentiate, I'll, I'll put Jack here. Um, Jack Reith. Yeah. That's not uh, even I'm, who I was debating. That's as interesting. 
Yeah, I'm going to put Jack here. Um, obviously, he has Jonathan Taylor, who is, you know, 101 in almost every league without, like, super flex. This is the guy to have. Um, but I'm not a fan of the projection of the rest of his players, basically. Um, I, I don't know. I am not confident that Debo can produce what he produced last year. Um, I'm not confident. Uh, it, I'm still not confident in DJ Moore. Everyone knows I'm not confident in DJ Moore at this point. His week one lineup, he's going double tight end, which I think should say something. Um, Maybe. I bet he starts Daryl Henderson. He probably should uh, because I am actually in agreement with you on Akers. I'm, I'm a little scared about Akers. Um, and I think or Lazard. Had, Play Alan Lazard. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Keep giving him advice, honestly. He needs it. Um, but yeah, I'm just not there. While he still has Jonathan Taylor, I think a lot of people on his team went down. I think he's really going to hope that this rumor is true that that Alexander Madison's getting traded to someone because if if he gets a good landing spot, I think Madison's an RB one somewhere else, which would be awesome. Um, but yeah, I'll put him at seven for now. But it's a very tight seven. Obviously, this guy is Jonathan Taylor. That's a risky rank for me. It, it's risky. Um... Actually, you're, you kind of talked me into this. You're, you're kind of right. I, I think I'll put Jack at six. Um, it's close. I think week one, he'll be a little better for this reason. Devin Singletary will probably be the lead back week one. Um, True. Guys who are more established tend to do better early in the season, and then younger players tend to establish themselves. I think if you put Alan Lazard in, Alan Lazard's going to be a week one wide receiver one. And then you've got Elijah Moore, who will be the top target in New York for the first few weeks. Um, and then it'll be a toss-up between him and Garrett Wilson. I think they're both very good. So early, I'll give Jack the edge. Um, Jonathan Taylor also starts with Houston, which um, <laughs> is basically an open door to the end zone. So Jonathan Taylor is going to score three touchdowns and have 200 yards week one. Um, Travis Kelsey is going to be hyper-targeted this year, I think, um, in this Tyreek Hill-less Chiefs offset offense. Um, try saying that three times fast. Um, yeah, th- this will be a good team. This is going to be right there. This is a team that was in the championship last year. He could do it again. So um, I will. Uh, I'll put him at six right now. All right. Um, my six will be Tom. I'll, I'll we'll sort of switch off there. Uh, I'm in agreement. This is a it's a late bloomer this year for Tom. Uh, it's going to take him a little bit. I think he's just really going to be because I feel like we were saying the same thing about him last year almost. Like I think he's really going to be hoping that his team does not explode much like they did at the beginning of last year. I don't think they will. I am Michael said he's a little confident. Michael Thomas, I'm a little scared. Um, I, I am scared that he is not back from the dead as Tom's nickname for him is right now. Um, so th- th- there's still some things I'm a little bit scared of for this team, but I probably shouldn't be. Like this team's looking good. Javante Williams should, I-, I think should, I think should push out Melvin Gordon. I don't know though. That guy never wants to go away. Uh, Brees Hall will eventually be really good, uh, and the stack of Burrow Chase is just going to be. It's going to win Tom some games this year. There's no doubt. It looks like it might be one of the best stacks to have. So good, good on Tom for building that one up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Michael that this team will probably probably be ranked higher as we uh, go down or get later in the season. 
yeah, this is a team that has a chance to skyrocket uh, in Tom Myring, like you said. That really love this team from a dynasty perspective. Uh, number five, I was just kind of debating if I was going to go with myself or Quinn. I'm going to go with myself at five. I even thought about putting myself down as low as seven at one point. Um, this running back situation is not great. It's really not. Um, everything else on this team is pretty good. Tight end's good. Quarterback's good. Even the flexes are pretty solid. Um, J.K. Dobbins is not – we're not sure if he's going to be healthy for week one. Um A.J. Dillon's in a committee. I think he's extremely talented. I really like what I've done with my wide receiver room, but this running back room is – it's just – we don't know. This could be ter- a terrible running back room. I mean, Antonio Gibson was supposedly surpassed, and he was supposed to be kind of my guy. Um, Clyde's never proven that he can really boom. Um, doesn't need to on this team, though. It needs to be solid. Same thing with Miles Sanders, though. He has not even been solid. This guy's been disappearing. I need a few of these guys, two or three, just to come out and be not even RB1s, just like running back 15, like around that range. If I have a couple guys doing that, I'm as good as anybody. I just don't know if it's going to happen, so I'm going to put myself at five. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go Quinn at five. Okay. I've decided here last second. I'm going to go Quinn at five. Um, I think both of you and Quinn <clears> – <throat> have maybe some similar I think Quinn might have similar issues to you this year in that um I had asked Connor he has Zeke and he has Eckler who all served him very well last year I'm worried one of those is falling off of course he has Pollard to back up Zeke anyways if Pollard does take over there which I really hope um he does because I love Pollard and I think he's great mm-hmm. um but yeah I'm worried Eckler dies out at some point he's getting older um He's 27 this year, which is it's it's a scary age for running backs, usually. Um, but overall, I still really like Quinn's team. Uh, his Waddle stocks are taking a, a big hit, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, he's still got a, a great flat in his flex spot. T. Higgins, I think, is great to have, uh, and then his tight end situation sucks, sucks butt. So um, hopefully, you can try to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's got the worst tight end situation in the league, which, yeah, that sucks. Um, but, yeah, I'll put him here for now. I, once again, this he's, he's going to be competing. Yeah, I'm going to put Quinn at four. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of this team. Uh, I think Austin Eckler is going to be good again in what will probably be even a better offense. The reason this offense is going to be better is because Los Angeles got a huge update upgrade on defense. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but I certainly do because I like to watch them because I like to watch Justin Herbert. But I watch these teams just milk the clock by running the ball. And I'm like, get Justin Herbert back on the field. Like, I just want to watch this guy play. He's so good. But uh, I think they're even going to be better this year because they finally got an upgrade on defense. The Zeke Pollard situation, I completely agree I think Zeke might – he's either going to fall off a cliff or he's just going to kind of coast into like an RB8 kind of role. Um, but, man, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddell, and T. Higgins, it doesn't get much better than that. It really doesn't. These guys are great. I'm not worried about Waddle. He's so talented. Um, and Connor, the only question is, is he going to score 60 touchdowns again this year, which <laughs> maybe not. But um, – 
they might not matter. I, I like this team. I, I think it's built to win. Uh, I really do. And I think if Quinn strategically trades a few of his bench spot guys, he he could be right there. I mean, don't even like no one's even talking about Hunter Renfro, who was an who was a wide receiver one last year. Oh, yeah, and he's oh, on his yeah. bench, and he's got Julio Jones on his bench, who's now with Tom Brady instead of like dying in the Titans backfield or something. You know, um, this team is going to be hot out the gates. We'll see how they do as the season develops because it is a little older. That's the only question mark. At the start, it's better than mine. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that one. I'll, I'll move on to you then, Michael. Um, and just touch on like the same thing. You, like this running back room is just abysmal. There's no RB one here, which sucks. There's just no. There's no one here that I would be confident to say, hey. That's your best running back. But the good news is on the other side of the coin here, you have probably the best wide receiver room in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely nuts. Uh, all I think three, yeah, three of your four starting wide receivers got traded. Which was crazy. Uh, and they're all, and they're, all, they're all so good that I don't think it matters. Like Even if the teams were, are worse that they got traded to and the quarterbacks are worse that they got traded to, like I don't really care well aj brown definitely got traded to a better quarterback i think um or even ish i guess yeah but yeah yeah i, I th- they're ridiculously good i there's no way i would ever predict that one of these guys falls off because they're just they're the top talent so yeah let's that's hope abs- so yeah let's yeah. hope so i think Devontae is gonna be fine uh the only thing i worry about with tyreek is the, like if tua is gonna be as good as mahomes the only way that works is if he's hyper-targeted. I think he might be. Um, you saw it even in the brief stint of the preseason. It was like every time Tua turned around, he was looking for Tyreek Hill. Um, so we'll see. And I've heard A.J. Brown is going to be kind of the same thing. You might just get hyper-targeted. Um, I'm hoping for more of a Stefan Diggs situation with these guys than, uh, you know, traditionally when wide receivers get traded. So we'll see. Keenan Allen's going to be steady, as he usually is. Um and we'll see what happens with George Kittle and Trey Lance. So I like everything in this team except for the running back room, but I just need a couple guys. So now we Hell get yeah. to the top three, which I, I think these three are in a little bit of a tier of their own. Um, I would put it to the start of the season. I'd put myself and Quinn in kind of the second tier and then Jack and Tom in like this third tier. So um, where, where do you – rank this out in this top three because you made me pick seven which is the hardest pick fine i'll go first (laughs) i think i'm three um i think i'm three oh wow yeah well i just okay so chris it's just such a stacked lineup but i can't i feel like i can't put him three and then anthony is the defending champion so i feel like i can't put him i can't disrespect him like that and put him three um I think all three of us uh, have pretty damn good lineups, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I'll just put I'll put me three for now. I, I think there is concerns with this um, with my team, also concerns with just my dynasty overall. Because if this starts to fall apart, I don't know where I'm going to go. No one sees value in most of my players, which is sad. Um, and yeah, if this just starts to fall apart, I don't know what to do. Uh, Patterson, I'm definitely wor- now that Patterson is a running back. Um, I think he's not as valuable, which sucks. 
Uh, I'm worried Mike. I'm worried Mike Williams won't be able to produce the very good four or five weeks he had last year. Uh, but I am not worried about Kenny Galladay, who's going to be the best receiver <laughs> that we have that. ever seen. All right, all right, that's a little ridiculous. Um, no. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put Anthony at three to start the year. Wow! The to champ. start the year, the champ is three. The title, the title is going to be Michael disrespects <laughs> the champion. It's he's in this tier, but he's three to start the year. Okay, here's why. I'm not sure Pittsburgh's going to be as good this year. They might be better. I could be wrong. Um, I need to see it out of Alvin Kamara to really believe it. After last year, um, he just wasn't really consistent enough. This team does not have the depth that your team has, that Chris's team has, especially. Um, We'll see. Maybe Chase Edmonds is a starter. Maybe, you know, Damian Pierce is a starter. We don't know quite yet. I think the flex spots, Elijah Mitchell is a little bit of a question mark. I could be totally wrong here. Uh, I just don't see this as the, this as um, quite as good as you and Chris to start off the year. Like we're, you know, this is literally like needles between each other. It's so close, but I'll put Anthony at three just for the sake of argument. All right, I have I have Anthony at two, uh, so I can talk about him next. I, I, yeah, this is the the defending champion for a reason. He's got some really really good players who I don't think are gonna get any worse. Um, Sutton got a huge upgrade at at um, quarterback, so I'm very excited for Sutton and overall the Denver offense this year, which we haven't gotten to say in a while. I think Pitts might have um, his true breakout year. He already started to have some really good weeks there. Um, at the end of last season, and then his yeah, his ben- I don't think his bench is as I agree. I don't think his bench is as like deep as me and Chris, but he's still got some really good names uh, on his bench that I think could easily start. I think Brandon Cooks will be sneakily good and might be able to start for Anthony at some point. Uh, who knows? Maybe Juju pays off and um, and Mahomes Juju ends up being a good little stack. Uh, but yeah, yeah I'll put I, I I will not put the champ at at one. Uh, there's at least that, I guess. That's that's fair. Um, I, I've got you at two. Uh, I think your four running backs to start the year are all great. They're all they're all on the quote unquote older side. Uh, Joe Mixon is still younger. Aaron Jones is not old. Henry and Cook are a little bit older, but when healthy, they're all RB ones. They're all just studs. You could literally go for 200 in a week with this lineup. Um, I think Darren Waller might have a drop in production with the addition of Devontae Adams. Could be wrong. Could still be great. They might just chuck the ball all over the place. Um, I think Bateman's going to be really good, uh, contrary to popular belief. And you've got Hollywood Brown, who I think to start the season, especially with uh, DeAndre Hopkins on uh, suspension, I think Hollywood Brown will be an our wide receiver one to start um and you pair him with mike evans who is always great will always be great um and this is just an insane lineup just slightly below chris's though uh so i put it at two nice yeah chris <clears throat> another year of chris being number one i imagine we put him, yeah i imagine we put him super high last year and the years before and we just do this to curse him sort of um, we have to we know that if we do this, he's not, he's going to lose a bunch, and he's not going to be good, uh, which happened last year. Uh, you know, he, this guy hasn't won a championship, and I feel like every year we've been like, that is the best roster. Chris's. By far. And then, yeah. yeah. 
And then it all just falls apart. Saquon does nothing. <laughs> McCaffrey gets hurt. Everyone on this team just ends up sucking. Mark Andrews is inconsistent or whatever. He was Who the knows? tight end one last year. <laughs> nah. It, it, yeah, you know, Chris I'm going to take a different tactic. All right. This might it. be the best fantasy team ever assembled. <laughs> this team will not lose a game. Oh, my God. He's going to have perfect health all year. Christian McCaffrey won't miss a single game. DeAndre Swift might be the RB1. He's got a great offensive line in Detroit. Justin Jefferson just continues to evolve. CeeDee Lamb is going to get 200 targets this year and be a wide receiver one. Saquon's back. Deontay just got paid. Josh Jacobs is running for all the touchdowns that Devontae Adams should score. Brian Robinson's going to walk back in there and take over as the RB1 in Washington. Terry McLaurin's breaking back out. Like Darnell Mooney's going to have a great year. This is this is Chris's year. He's going undefeated, um, and he's winning this league. I have no criticisms. There's no question marks on this team. Let's go. That's a great prediction. Yeah. My, my prediction is by the end of the year, his starting lineup will consist of Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> Ronald Jones, <laughs> Terry McLaurin, Brandon Ayuk, Mooney, and Terrace Marshall. All of Terrace Marshall. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But all these all these guys are going to sneak right up on us and they're going to be the best players of all time. <laughs> all right. You know what? You're right. This is the perfect team. This team yeah. has no flaws. Literally He's no every, issues. Every single player on this team is going to average above 10 points per week. Every single player. Wow. Per week. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I would hope they average above 10 points per week. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to all average above 20 points per week. This is going to be the the highest scoring team in the history of the league. 30 points per week. Yeah. All of them. I I think no one is even going to come within 50 points of this team. No. Until the championship. Except Nick, who will beat him in week one. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) The power rankings would be flipped on their head. If, If Nick beats him week one, I'll put Nick number one. Same. I don't care. <laughs> I'll do it. And Chris I'll, number 10. Chris at 10. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when he starts Odell, it beats Chris in week one. Wow, that's going to be hell of a matchup. Let's quickly predict them because I'm not... I think we're just going to roll with this as a full episode one because I'm not sure if I'm going to be in America next week. I might go to Canada where football doesn't kind of exists. You're going to watch the Canadian Football League and be really confused. Um Okay, I'll start down the line. Uh, I think I think I'm going to beat Charlie Week One mostly because Chris Godwin's not going to play, and I don't think he really has. I hope he plays Sony Michelle. That'd be great. So I'll, I'll say I'll week win. I'll win Week One. <laughs> yeah, the Sony Michelle start would be uh, insane, but he should do it. Uh, yeah, I'll pick you. I'll pick you to beat uh, beat Charlie. I think that's that should be an easy win. If it's not, that's sad for you. That would be very sad. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Chris to beat Nick by at least 60 points. Um, Nick is developing. He's not at that level. This team's too good. Yeah, like I said, he's yeah, like I said in Nick's power ranking, like he's got a lot of players who are going to be good maybe later, but not this week where yep. Chris will stomp him into the ground because this will be the one week Christian McCaffrey isn't hurt. <laughs> uh, and I think you're going to beat Alex. I. Alex has a lot of rookies. They take a little bit of time to get going. So I, I think you'll win this one pretty comfortably. Yeah, it'll be nice to be 1-0. Oh, I'll tell you what. Sorry, Al, I'm destroying you. 
Oh, man. Um, I think there's a clear pick for game of the week, and we're going to wait to do that one last. So I'll go Anthony versus Tom in what I think is actually going to be a really fun game because this is like Tom's revival. He is back and contending. Um, He's got too many tough matchups, though. Anthony's got some really nice matchups. So I'm going to go with Anthony to beat Tom week one as it currently stands um, fairly comfortably at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the upset. I say Tom beats Anthony. Wow. I say this is the true revival of Tom's team. Michael Thomas, he really comes back from the dead. Destroys everyone on on Atlanta. Atlanta, those guys suck. That would be awesome. Michael Thomas goes nuts. Brees Hall, they say, screw developing this guy. Just put him in all the time and he just goes off. Just put him in and let him go. Yeah, might as well. I don't hate it. I yeah, don't yeah. hate it in the slightest. Okay, then. Yeah, you I know, even, I've been going by the book, and maybe <laughs> I shouldn't. So I didn't even realize Denver plays Seattle week, week one. one. That's, a, that's a sick matchup. People good scheduling. Are, people are hyped about that. Yeah, that's good scheduling. It's Monday Night Football, too. Oh, that's going to be, be awesome. Fun. Yeah. Um, last matchup. I'm going to go with Jack in the game of the week. Jack against Quinn. Big game. Uh, I think they're both they're friends, right? So this yeah. is this is a rivalry game. Um, so I'm gonna go with Jack in an upset. Uh, not much of an upset, but an upset by the scoring predictions. I think Debo just pops. I think DJ Moore is gonna do better than you think because DJ Moore is actually good. So um, give <laughs> give me Jack in the win. Uh, yeah, I'll take Jack, mainly because, um, as we said earlier, Jonathan Taylor plays the Houston Texans, which is, yeah, I think he just wins then, right? Because, um, yeah, let's see, he scored, Jonathan Taylor scored 29 and 27 against Houston last year. That's not that good. No, that's really bad. Pretty average. Should yeah, trade sorry. this guy, actually. Yeah, no, he only does. He only scores above fifty when he plays Buffalo. When he scored fifty-five, so Jesus. yeah, I traded him. I'm never gonna Whoa, get over you, that. Wait, you used to you used to have him, Michael? What? Oh man, no one in this league knows that. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, week one, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm gonna go get sick over the Jonathan Taylor trade again. Go back and look yeah. at it cry yep. as I need go. this RB1 like my team would be so good if I had Jonathan Taylor I say that oh. every week wait who'd you get for Jonathan Taylor it ended Damn. up being Aaron Jones and uh, traded him to you for AJ Brown true so AJ Brown AJ Brown who's good not Jonathan Taylor I don't think he's good as Jonathan Taylor not Jonathan Taylor it's yeah. fine it's fine everything's fine alright <laughs> that's week one we're back. It's just you and me, too. I don't think we've had a podcast in a long time. Yeah, I'm excited. First oh, episode man. of season five. Dude, Alex is resetting the league. It's going to be great. 